Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things podcast. Thanks for coming back. Happy July 1st. Happy mid-year. And I know lots of people are posting about like mid-year, if you haven't done anything halfway through the year, now's the time to start doing things. Um, And I fully agree. I also was thinking about the things, I was kind of getting in this money mindset again in in a slightly different way but thinking about things that I can't afford, um, not in the, the monetary sense, but afford in terms of my time, my energy, my effort. So I was thinking, I can't afford to have my time wasted, nor to engage in wasting my own time. And I'm not saying that's going to cut off all of a sudden, like all of a sudden I have an awareness of time and I'm not going to waste my time or other people's time, but I've committed to myself to be less uh able and available to have my time wasted because I can't afford it. There's so many things in this life that I want to do. There's so many individual things that I want to do on a day-to-day basis, and I can't get them all done because I want to be able to do other things, obviously. But I can no longer afford to allow anyone to waste my time. So for me, that means spending time with people that maybe don't bring me joy or don't bring me happiness. And I'm not saying they have to like tap dance on a table to bring me happiness. But if I feel like I'm doing all the work in the friendship or the relationship, or if it's just the same old, same old, it's just get together, talk shit, hug, leave. We do this again in like six weeks. That's not the kind of thing that I want to make and create time for. Uh, I don't need to meet with somebody at work for an hour. For what? Get to the point in the 15 to 20 minutes that you have and then get out and do the work. I don't need to need to meet to talk about the thing that you didn't do between the last meeting and this meeting and what you're planning on doing the next one. Let's cut out the bullshit and go ahead and do the thing. So I'm realizing that I can't afford to allow anyone to waste my time. I can no longer afford to be sloppy with my own work. And don't get me wrong. I am not sloppy with my work. But there are times when I have been in such a hurry to get something done based on somebody else's timeline because they want this. And then I fall into the pressure of, um, allowing me to like overthink it and to get in this whirlwind spin of the thing that they need me to do. And so I'm just like, here, let's put it out. And then I was, I was taking the done is better than, uh, what is it? Done is better than done. Perfect. I was like, it's just done. And it was on occasion. It was done sloppy if I'm being really honest. And I knew it wasn't like my best work or even really solid work that I was proud to put out. So I'm more conscious now and paying more attention to making sure that reminding myself that you cannot afford to be sloppy for a variety of reasons. Again, I'm not saying my work was sloppy, sloppy, because I've certainly seen sloppy work, but there are just some edges that I could have smoothed out with some things if I just took a little bit more time and work on my timeline versus, again, succumb to the pressure of folks around me who want me to do all things and be all things to all people all the time, which is not reasonable. So some of that was like realigning expectations. I'll talk about a little bit later about some tweets that Lovey had tweeted out. And I felt that like deep in my soul, <clears throat> especially as being a black woman in a space and I'm not even going to get into that now. I will talk about that in a little bit of my recommendations. But um, I also realized that I slash we can no longer afford to be whack because it's costing us money. Um, and not, I'm not saying I'm whack or other people are whack, but it's costing us money. 
um, it's costing us forward progression and moving towards goals and, and reaching for those things that are maybe they're within reach or maybe they're out of reach. But we're so complacent and comfortable with where we are and giving ourselves this grace of like, well, I tried my best. And knowing damn well you didn't try your best because you stopped because it felt hard or you couldn't find the thing. Um, we can no longer afford to um, waste time because it's costing us mental clarity. It's costing us our health in some instances. Have you ever been in a situation where you are not doing your best self of paying attention to what you're putting in your body, paying attention to what you're consuming in social media or on the news or in the things that you read or how you spend your time? And it's costing us like mental clarity. And when I think of mental clarity, I think my mind is clear. I have, I don't feel clouded by all this other, these other things that are going on in the world. And I have a focus about me. I have a focus about where I want to go. And sometimes the, the focus is short term and sometimes it's long term. It's sometimes in six months, in a year, in two years. That's generally about how far I think out because getting beyond that is a little much for me. Um, but it's, it was costing me my clarity in that sense. And sometimes it's cost, it's cost me my health. Um, last year, I think I talked about this. Was it last year? I think it was last year. I ended up having pneumonia, not the walking pneumonia, but like regular regular pneumonia and was like super sick for like a month. And I wasn't paying attention. I was giving my energy and my focus to all things except for me. I wasn't paying attention to the thing that keeps me running, which is my body. And so I had a, a hard pause to take a few days off because that's probably about as much as I could handle because I was bored as hell, but to take care and tend to the thing that holds me up. Um, so that was, that was a real eye opener. And now I think of like, even if I have a sneeze, I'm like, what is this? Am I sick? Like maybe I should take, slow down a little bit. So I'm taking care of the vessel that's holding me together. Um, we can no longer afford to waste our time in friendships and relationships. I talked about this a minute ago, but Find the people that are your people that are going to lift you up, that are going to boost you, that are going to challenge you, that are going to gently or not so gently call you on your stuff and push you and elevate you to the next level. Um, I am grateful to have folks in my life that do that, but it, it certainly took many, many years to find a consistent group of people. And they're not all connected to each other, but that are pushing me, that are striving, that I'm looking around and I'm like, well, damn, I don't want to be the weak link in this group. Like, I want to be, like, showing my stuff and moving towards goals and communicating those goals and pulling away from the fear that sometimes comes with telling people things out loud and naming and claiming things. We also can no longer afford to um, waste time with our intellect. I've, it's so easy nowadays with social media and, like, some of the dumb TV that's out there. And I don't have – I have a TV, but I have, like, Netflix and Hulu. And I realize that uh, on the days that I maybe don't have anything to do, I'm far less inclined to, like, watch TV because some of it is actually really dumb. There's some good TV out there, don't get me wrong, some really great stuff. But a lot of TV – and I'm just going to pick real quick on so, on – what is it? Reality TV, which I certainly don't watch a lot of. I, I can't even think of a show that I watch now that is reality TV. Um, but some of it is just dumb. We're allowing our minds to be consumed by things that literally don't matter. So be mindful of those times when you're just like, I'm just going to veg out. And what does that mean? And how are you letting that seep into, into your soul, into really part of you? Um, 
this next one kind of threw me for a loop. We can no longer afford to keep blocking the blessings that are waiting for us. We're wasting our own time. We're wasting our talent. We're wasting our own sanity um, by blocking the blessings of things that are for us and right in front of us that have our names literally written on them because we have not decided to stop being whack. We have not to stop decided we have not decided to stop wasting our own time, energy, effort, not elevating our talents the way that we know that we can, downplaying our talents. I'm not saying get a billboard and put your stuff up on a billboard, but you have some talents that are within you that nobody else has and only you can do. For some reason and this is again, most of these podcast episodes are I'm talking to myself. But people would pay good money to have some of the skills that we inherently bring to the table. The conversations that we are able to bring up, the rooms that we are um, invited to, that we invite ourselves to, we are blocking some of those blessings because we think that everybody has those. And sometimes it takes um, someone close to you or maybe somebody distant from you that just sees you from afar and acknowledges that like, wow, you're really excellent at that. How did you learn that skill? And sometimes we're just like, oh, what's here? Oh, well, that's nothing. And we have this way of downplaying it. And really, we have to find a space to start owning those things that we are good at, that we are excellent at. Because there's only so many things that we're going to be good at. And to discount all of them does you no service. Um, We need to start seeing the value and acting like we have the sense that God gave us to be able to own those things. People would pay good money to be able to walk into a room and say some things that I know that I have said before to um, senior leadership because I'm like, what are you going to do? First, like, are you going to let's I don't even want to put that into the universe. You're not going to come at me sideways because I'm not going to come at you sideways. And these are things that you probably needed to hear. And no one was brave enough or felt like they had enough oomph in them to say it for whatever reason. And so sometimes there's a way that we can, maybe I'm, I'm a person who I can figure out how to say things that are tough that people can hear and ask the questions in real time so I can do some of that back and forth and volley with the conversation and not lose my shit in, in the conversation. And I, I sometimes downplay that and I'm, I'm realizing how much more valuable that is to, as I'm getting in different spaces with different people and how they're just like, wow, how did you figure out how to say that? And I'm like, I was just volleying back and forth. And they're like, that's a really excellent skill to have, to be able to show up in those spaces, even if you don't know what the answer is, and to still engage in a full conversation. Some of that is because I read a lot. I consume a lot of um, written content. I listen to podcasts that kind of get my mind tweaking. So I'm a thinker in terms of how to navigate spaces and conversation. And I know that is a talent that God has given me because I've seen people not be able to do that. And I'm thinking well, why don't you just say X, Y, Z? Because those things come to my mind. So pay attention and start seeing the value in those things that you bring to the table that you could, you are very well being undercompensated for. Let's go ahead and be honest, especially if you're a woman, especially if you are a woman of color, you are likely being uh, undercompensated for things that you inherently bring to the table that none of your colleagues or counterparts have. So pay attention to those things. When somebody compliments you on those, listen, Start to take note of that. Jot those things down. Don't downplay them. Say thank you and keep doing that thing because you're doing something that other people 
they just don't have it in them. They have other skills and talents, and you may have a particular skill or talent that is going to propel you to the next level, whatever the next level looks like for you. Let's see, what are some other notes that I have here? Um, we also have to be willing to do the work for the talents that we have. Um, you can afford to do the work. You just don't want to pay, quote unquote, pay for it in time and energy and learning and honing. And um, I want to say perfecting, but I'm not going for perfection. Honing and enhancing that skill, that thing that you bring to the table. You have to be do willing to do the work. Um, you have to be willing to show up to those spaces. Let me be real clear. I always say like, well, if you say something, chances are nobody's going to come in and bust you across the mouth for saying that. I mean, unless you come truly out of pocket and you're not in the workplace because workplace violence is a thing. So, um, PSA don't engage in the workplace violence, but hone those skills, pay attention to them. Really listen, ask someone around you, what do you think my skills are? And then believe them because they're seeing it not from your perspective. And you've got to have honest people around you who are willing to point those things out and show you so that you can figure out how to develop that skill. You may not know exactly how. Look it up. Oprah Winfrey's internet is, for the most part, free. Go to a library if you don't have a data plan. Again, you can find ways to enhance those things. Ask people around you. If you see somebody doing something well, I think I've said this before, if you see somebody doing something well that you're like, wow, I wish I could do that too, ask them how they do that. Ask them how they got there. Chances are people will respond because we like to have our ego stroked about shit that we do that we don't even think about doing. People love that. They absolutely love it. So stop downplaying it, especially if you know, like, I want to be good at that. And you see somebody who is tangible to reach out to, do it. Even those people who you don't feel are tangible to reach out to, reach out to them. You never know who's going to say yes. And I, I am a person who has a fear um, or and, and an apprehension of people responding to the messages that I send out. Because I'm like, oh, they're not going to pay attention to me. And then when I reach out and they do it, I'm like, <gasps> What do I say back as though they're not another human being on the other side of that? So I've been working to get past that and send those messages out to people that are either within arm's reach or beyond my reach or asking folks around, hey, do you know any, like any, I just did this recently. Do you know any other black women who are in nonprofits who may be the only one or one of you in their organization? Because I would love to talk to them about what their experiences are. How do they navigate a space where there are more um, people not like them or there are more white people than there are black people in space? Please and thank you. And it's really telling when someone uh, that you ask, maybe you're in an organization and you ask and they're like, uh, but, uh, but, uh, and they can't think of anybody that should tell you something off bat. Um, I think the next time that I get out into the job market, whenever that is, I will ask that of the people that I'm interviewing with. And then I will see if they struggle or if they can kind of roll those people's names off their tongue. Cause that will tell me something about what they value as an organization. This conversation took a slight tangent. Thank you for listening. Um, but yeah, so there's so many things that we cannot afford to waste our time on, waste our energy on. So pay attention to those and start, uh, really focusing on how do you improve in those areas? Um, be teachable, be teachable. 
Um, one thing that I've always done, now that I'm in HR especially, when it, we talk about candidates, I always think about, well, maybe they don't know this, but when you talk to them, did you get a sense that they're trainable? That were they, did they say that they were willing to learn? When you talk to their references, did they kind of share with you or demonstrate that this person is trainable? They may not know this, but they have this these three skills that we really need that are maybe a soft skill. And but they could we can train them on the, the programmatic thing on the systems part. But are they teachable? Does it look like they will learn? Have they picked up on these things through the interview process? Um, because you're, they're not going to always be right. None of us are going to always be right. But if you are teachable. People will take a take, quote unquote, take a chance on you. Because you've demonstrated that you want to learn, you know how to roll up your sleeves and get up in there, and that you want it. All right, so that was that. That was far longer than I had anticipated, so I'm going to kind of zoom through a little bit of this. Um, I did not have a chance to listen to any new podcasts this week, um, nor have I finished a book this week. So that those recommendations will be on hold. But what I do want to do is share this quick tweet that um, Lovey Ajayi, um, she goes by Awesomely Lovey on Twitter, and so she's at Lovey, L-U-V-V-I-E on Twitter, Instagram, and I think on Facebook, um, and she said the following that I thought was really spot on. She says, companies have learned to say the right thing on Twitter and sometimes do fantastically colorful ad campaigns, but until they commit to creating culture internally where their diverse talent feels like they can be seen or heard, it's hollow. More, uh, and she says more on this, it's a second tweet. There are times when black executives are hired and within a year or two they leave. Why? Because they are gaslighted, undermined, disrespected, ignored and rendered unable to effectively do their jobs because colleagues are racist douchebags who won't let them lead. And she says, the conversation is exhausting. We're still doing panels on how can companies become more diverse as if it's some sort of ancient Latin riddle. Uh, she says something that I can't say. It's just, tell us the secret to getting more black and brown people. Bruh. Shout out to those who are black and brown working and thriving in corporate environments. Those of you who have to go to work and talk to your coworkers and compliment sandwiches so that they don't feel like you're being too aggressive. When I tell you I read compliment sandwiches and I was like, yes, because sometimes people, they quote unquote need to hear like all this good feedback and then like a smidgen of like constructive feedback and then all this good feedback. And the challenge with that is people will only basically capitalize on the bread of the sandwich, not realizing that it's a shit sandwich. So I'll say that again. People will focus so, so much on the outer parts of that sandwich, thinking that they have this bomb-ass peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but really it's a shit sandwich. And some people will wrap that, that feedback so much in the fluffy stuff that they can't, the person on the receiving end has no idea that they're getting a shit sandwich. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it stinks and you need to do something to clean that up. But they've been so, we've been so conditioned that people can't take feedback that it's hard for us to really give feedback without mushing it and make it confusing. And then the person walks out and is like, I'm getting a promotion. Nah, bruh, you hang it on that last thread before you get fired, but you can't hear that because all you focused on was the good stuff that you heard. So we really have to start paying attention to like how we give feedback. 
And I'm not saying toughen up, but what I am saying is tighten up, tighten up. So if you are a person that is not teachable, that means you probably can't take feedback very well either. High key. Thank you. But yeah, I have one of the other things on that Twitter feed that someone said, and I was like, yes, so true. And I've used it, been using this in my organization is there, there's some issues and concerns we have around diversity, equity, and inclusion. What organization or institution does not? And the, the speed at which people expect for these issues to quote unquote be resolved. And I'm like, first of all, there's no resolution. There is no end to this. What we can do is improve and make the space better for people so that they feel like they can show up and contribute to the organization in an authentic way. It's not going to be solved in one quarter. We did not get these issues in one quarter. So black me coming in, you think I'm the solution and I'm going to solve everything. You are wrong. Let me go ahead and clarify that. that no shit sandwich with this. There's no uh, making it confusing or a compliment sandwich. I will not be able to solve, first of all, ever, and certainly not in one quarter, the issues that this organization or any organization has taken years to perfect. If you have perfected a shitty environment for people of color to expect somebody to come in and resolve and fix that in one quarter is asinine of you. That is what they call insanity because you will continue to bang your head against something expecting a different result and you will not get it. But what we can do is work together to hopefully improve the environment and to make it more comfortable for people and to allow people space to learn and grow and to work towards correcting um, and minimizing the ills that have long lasted. This isn't any organization. This isn't just mine. But let's just be start being realistic about what folks of color are walking into. I know that you may never have seen this, Mary Sue, because your your vantage point doesn't allow you to see the racist, the microaggressive things that happen within an organization. And I certainly experience this in education as well. So don't get it twisted that this is all about where I currently work. So if you're that nosy, so be it. But this exists in all environments. But if you are not paying attention and if you do not walk in those shoes, um, you would be lucky if a person of color gave you some insight on, on those. But most of us are over here trying to hang on so that we don't get let go from being the slight squeaky wheel to address and confront your racism and the racism that any organization has been, uh, has been allowed to persist within that organization. We're just trying to get a check sometimes. We're trying to get these benefits and make all these things count to take care of our family. And there's, there's a, sometimes a bullet that we bite, so to speak, so that we can kind of exist and keep everybody at a distance, um, do this performative niceness shit that, we, that I don't know a black woman or a woman of color that doesn't do that so that we can be in the space and get these bills paid in this check and work towards our own semblance of financial freedom. So that was a long route. Um, I think I'm going to actually write some notes on performative niceness because I saw it on somebody's Instagram. And I, if I can find in my notes or in my phone the picture that I screenshot, I will certainly share it. But it is a thing, performative niceness. So I will write notes. And let me just on here uh, commit to doing that the next episode. But 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the rant. I hope you found something to connect with in this episode. Feel free to slide in my DMs. I'm on Facebook and Instagram under two quick things. If you're listening to the show, you know where to find it. So tell your friends. Um, I would say tell your coworkers, but I don't know if they're going to be ready to hear that. Um, but yeah, slide, slide in my DMs, get at me. And if there's anything you want to know, anything you want to hear me talk about, please do let me know. Uh, feel free to rate um, and review the show on iTunes. That would be appreciative. I have a few on there, so thanks for those who have. Um, would always be great to have more, but I'm also not going to beg for it. So if you want to, great. If not, keep listening and keep sharing because that's what is helpful for me. All right. Take care, y'all.